Hey everyone, this is your favorite sports columnist, Dave Weinberg. I want to welcome you all back to my podcast, Tequila and Touchdowns. This episode is being brought to you by Cape May National Golf Club, which is the newest sponsor for both my podcast and my Extra Points blog. I first joined Cape May National about 20 years ago and quickly fell in love with the course. It's both fun and challenging, and I always have a good time out there, whether I'm shooting in the 90s or even in the 80s once in a while. To get back to uh, tequila real quick, I'm getting ready to board that tequila train again this week, I hope. Um, I took a few weeks off after getting my um, COVID vaccines, uh, but everything went well, and I think I'm ready to get another shot, this time with some salt and uh, some lime on the side. I actually did hit Naughty Spirits in Lower Township for the first time ever last Thursday when my wife and I headed over there for trivia. Uh, it was a really cool atmosphere, and I really had a lot of fun. Unfortunately, they had no tequila, though, so I had to settle for a rum drink. Uh, if anyone wants me to host uh, my podcast, whether it's at Naughty Spirits or some other establishment, and feel free to join me for a shot or two or three, uh, you can reach me via email at weinbergd419 at comcast.net or via Facebook Messenger. Now back to sports for a little bit. I didn't fill out a March Madness pool for the first time in, I guess, about 30 years. I did have some mild interest in the tournament because my alma mater, Appalachian State, was playing in the first four uh, section of it against Norfolk State. Unfortunately, my Mountaineers, uh, they fell behind like by 18 or so in the, in the early going, mounted a great comeback, but then they came up uh, one point short, so... After that, I really, really didn't have all that much interest in, in watching anything, though I did swing by Kyle, my son Kyle's house on Saturday and watched the, some of the games with him and our two, my two grandsons, Hampton and Graham. Uh, Hampton and Graham, they picked their teams based on uh, the team's colors of the uniforms and their nicknames. So Hampton <laughs> picked when, when USC was playing Grand Canyon University. I thought he would go with Grand Canyon because their nickname is the as the Antelopes, but um, Hampton picked USC, and, I, and when I asked him why, I said, "Well, the Trojans, every time they play our Sun Devils, which Kyle was an Arizona State grad, they beat the pants off us in football." So I thought I would root for them in basketball too. And midway through the game, or midway through the tournament, I guess we were scrolling through everything, and Kyle was lamenting about how bad he was doing in his pool. Um, I mean, like everybody else, I think he had Ohio State going to like the Elite Eight or, or past that, but uh, Oral Roberts had something to say about that. But anyway, he was complaining, and Hampton looks at him and he goes, this is so exasperating. And my jaw hit the floor because Hampton just turned five years old last month. He's already got a better vocabulary than I do. <laughs> but the, the, I didn't get to watch a whole lot of the basketball because I uh, the tournament because I did play with my grandkids and then played a lot of golf. Actually played on Sunday, so that took up most of my time. Swinging over to the Eagles real quick. Uh, they finally made a move in signing uh, former Viking safety Anthony Harris to a one-year deal, which is uh, probably, I guess it's their, it's been their only significant move during free agency to this point. And considering their salary cap uh, situation, I don't expect them to make a big splash. They're probably going to have to upgrade the team with their the 11 draft picks they've got coming up starting in April. 
Well, I guess that about does it for this week's episode. Make sure to check out my weekly radio appearances on 1400 WOND on Tuesdays, like around 5 o'clock or so, and on 97.3 ESPN on Weinberg Wednesdays, usually around 6.15. Despite my brother Paul's advice to saying sugar, sugar by the Archies, I'm going to go with another route. Hope you enjoy it. It's not unusual to be loved by anyone. It's not unusual to have fun with anyone. But when I see you hanging about with anyone, it's not unusual to see me cry, I want to die. It's not unusual to go out at any time. But when I see you out and about, it's such a crime. If you should ever want to be loved by anyone, it's not unusual, it happens every day. No matter what you say, you find it happens all the time. Love will never do what you want it to. Why can't this crazy love be mine? It's not unusual to be mad with anyone. It's not unusual to be sad with anyone. But if I ever find that you've changed at any time... It's not unusual to find that I'm in love with you. Whoa, 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 Talk to you next week. Hey, everyone. This is your favorite sports columnist, Dave Weinberg. I want to welcome you all back to the latest episode of my podcast, Tequila and Touchdowns. This episode is being brought to you by Tennessee Avenue Beer Hall in Atlantic City, which is home to the best fish tacos this side of San Diego, in my opinion. I actually stopped by there last week with my buddy Shag and uh, also had a margarita before we headed over to the Borgata and played a little three-card poker. Um, as I'm really happy to see the casinos back in business, and uh, they seem to be opening up a little bit more every time I'm over there, which is good to see. And... Uh, then on Sunday, I hit the margarita machine at Poppy's in Wildwood as part of our friend Jane Menendez's 70th birthday party. Uh, good time was had by all, as always. <laughs> Again, if you want me to host my podcast at your place, contact me at WeinbergD419 at Comcast.net or via Facebook Messenger. And maybe we can do a shot or two or three and have some fun. So over to the sports section of the podcast, I guess everybody's heard by now that the Eagles traded the number six overall pick to uh, Miami in exchange for the 12th pick and a first round pick next year. I guess if you're trying to build the, the roster with some young talent, I guess it's a, it's a decent move. I mean, they're going to potentially have three first round picks next year with their own pick, uh, Miami's pick, and then uh, possibly Indianapolis's pick, assuming Carson Wentz can stay healthy enough to play 75% of the snaps for the Colts. But I, I got to, honestly, I got to disagree with the, with the decision. Um, I thought the goal here was to, to surround Jalen Hurts 
with the best possible lineup and give them the best chance to succeed. And in order to do that, you need to stay at number six and draft one of those high-impact offensive players like Jamar Chase, the wide receiver from LSU, or uh, Kyle Pitts, the tight end from Florida. Um, I, I, I just don't get the, the reasoning behind trying to stockpile guys when you know you need as much power, firepower on offense as you can get to help out to help out hurts and uh none of those guys is going to be is going to be available at 12 um they're they're probably going to be left with drafting maybe you know maybe they'll get lucky and Devonte smith or Jalen waddle from alabama will slide there but i think it's more likely they're going to have to go defense uh with the 12th pick which isn't necessarily a bad thing but uh only if maybe the corner patrick Sertain from alabama is there or one of the other two two top guys that got from virginia tech and uh South Carolina, I think, is the other guys, the other guys from, and you know, if they can get another shutdown corner, I guess it's a decent move. But if I were them, I would have stayed at six and drafted that that big time offensive player. But again, you know, general manager Harry Roseman thinks he knows everything, so I guess we'll have to see how it play, plays out. Although his recent draft picks haven't been too impressive. Over to baseball, real quick. I guess everybody knows the Phillies openers on Thursday. And I happen to think they're going to be pretty good, assuming their pitching can, can hold up. I mean, because I think their everyday lineup is pretty solid. Um, but again, you know, their pitching has to step up. And, and that's the case with every team, really. But if they can get their guys to, uh, you know, Aaron Nola and the rest to, to, uh, to hold together for an entire season, I think they can make a run at the division. But I'm not too optimistic, really. Um, I was kind of surprised they sent Scott Kingry down the other day, though. Um, I, you know, they gave him a bunch of money a couple of years ago. I thought they were expecting him to be the everyday player. But um, I guess the main thing he has to do now is fix his swing. Um, they spent too, way too much time, and he spent too much time trying to be a, a home run hitter, when in reality he's a guy who, you know, hits the ball into the gaps and um, more of a line drive kind of guy. So hopefully he can get back to that down in the minors and then be back and uh, with the Phillies before too long. Well, that about does it for this week's edition of Tequila and Touchdowns. Make sure to check out my weekly radio appearances on 1400 WOND every Tuesday around 5, 10 p.m. with Scott Chronic, And on 97.3 ESPN on Weinberg Wednesdays with Josh Hennig, usually around 6.15 or so. In the meantime, here's a little uh, classic from Johnny Cash I hope you uh, enjoy. I hear that train a-coming. It's rolling round the bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I'm stuck in Folsom prison, and time keeps dragging on. But that train just keeps a rolling on down the sand in tone. When I was just a baby, my mama told me, son. Always be a good boy, don't ever play with guns. But I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. When I hear that whistle blowing, I hang my head and cry. I bet there's rich folks eating in a fancy dining car. They're probably drinking coffee and smoking big cigars. Well, I know I had it coming. I know I can't be free. Those people keep on moving, and that's what tortures me. Well, if they freed me from this prison, if that railroad train was mine, I bet I'd move it on a little farther down the line, far from Folsom prison, 
that's where I want to stay. I'd let that loathsome whistle blow my blues away. See you next week. <laughs>